0: Welcome to another week of Growler Garage. We're here with our guest, Joe. How's it going today, Joe? Very good. How you doing, Patrick? I'm doing good. Uh, Joe is somebody who, even if you don't know him by name, you've seen or heard more specifically some of his work in the past. Is that a fair (laughs) statement, Joe? Yeah, you've heard a lot of my stuff. Tell (laughs) us a little bit about what you do and what you've done. Well,
1: I'm a Foley artist. I do post-production sound, which uh, entails creating sounds in sync to picture, basically live. We Mm -hmm. don't do digital sampling. I uh, own a studio in Van Nuys that uh, we do specifically Foley, which, uh, again, we create the footsteps of every character, uh, everything they touch, they handle, um, gun movement, uh, gore sounds, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much everything that would normally go on in life. Right. You know, uh, we pretty much recreate those kind of sounds.
0: So, you know, that's interesting. I guess that's because you guys do a good job, because when I'm watching a movie, I always think, well, they're just it's just the guy walking like that's unless it's something super dramatic and it's the right right but uh but so you're saying that pretty much everything except for maybe the dialogue itself is basically recreated by people like yourself
1: yes exactly wow and if and like you said if you're not really noticing it and it just sounds natural we've done an excellent job
0: right yeah (laughs) Uh, there was something on youtube that you may have saw where it's, it's talking about like um, why CGI is so horrible these days, except that it's actually not. And it's because people don't notice the good ones. Right. Um, they're only noticing the crap over the top stuff.
1: Like, like the first Star Wars. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so cool. So you, you, do, you do or have done sound effects. That's, I guess, kind of the layman's way of putting what you do. Right. Um, but uh, you've done a lot of big name stuff. Um, like I believe right now you're up for another Emmy, right? Up for uh, my third Emmy uh, for Gotham. Wow! television show Gotham. Cool, that's super cool, that's, I mean, we our little show, I don't know if we know how to handle this kind of just star studdedness that you're bringing <laughs> to us right now. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's super awesome. Um, there's some other stuff you've done in the past though, right? Like uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3, right, you did Back those? Back to the Future 2 and 3, I've worked on The Abyss. Um, oh gosh. How accurate is your IMDB page? Is it pretty much on it's the money?
1: It's pretty much on the money, I actually not to boast there's a few things missing
0: <laughs> oh because <okay. laughs> I know sometimes especially you know that it can get mixed up a little bit and I don't know if there's anybody else in the industry with your name or not but it's, Fortunately it's a not. fairly <laughs> unique name because um, I saw like Hook was on there right yes. um, and I think I saw correct me if I'm wrong I think I saw like The Little Mermaid or something along yes, the yes Little yeah.
1: Mermaid Princess Bride Really, the Princess Bride?
0: Oh man, that's super cool. It's one of my favorite movies. The Princess Bride. Mostly as you wish. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess you wouldn't have gotten to meet Andre the Giant, right? Unfortunately, not. Okay. And that's one
1: thing about our gig. We are we're pretty much in seclusion. Yeah. You know, it's just the crew on a Foley stage, and okay. Every now and then somebody will stop in, but uh,
0: okay. So they kind of just cruise in and check it out, maybe say hi to you guys, that kind of thing. Yeah. Anybody ever bring you like donuts or food or anything like that? No. <laughs> not really? Nobody's <laughs> that cool? No, no craft services for you guys. <laughs> so yeah. uh, okay, so one of the ones I mentioned, because I wanted to mention it, was Back to the Future. And the reason mm-hmm. I mentioned that is because, we talked a little bit before this, is it's not a car movie, right. but it has probably the most iconic cinema car of all time. True. If it's not the, it's probably in the top three for sure. Mm-hmm. Was there anything, those cars are kind of notorious for being very underpowered. The, the little Renault, I think it was a V6. That it was, was that, and
1: they also had a Volvo motor in them. Yeah, point. all kinds of crazy yeah.
0: stuff. So I know that that movie didn't have... Much like a roar of an engine or anything of yeah. that sort, but was there anything car specific you needed to do? I know the, the doors made a unique noise and that kind of stuff. Like
1: most of what we did was pretty much the handling, hands-on stuff, certain okay. things like steering wheel, switches weather and seats, that kind of stuff. Were getting oh really seats, buckling their belts. Oh. If he's flipping switches, you know, we tried to f- find stuff that was high tech enough. Yeah, that didn't just sound like a regular toggle. Uh-huh. Huh. Um, you know, some of the equipment on the car, at car as it was moving. Mm-hmm. If we You know the producer wanted a rattle for something or something looked loose we would create that. Wow that's so
0: much more to that than I think people ever realize because you think like you know somebody's walking you know you're just taking a boot and stomping on the ground but then they get in the car I never would have thought about the noise of the leather seat getting into it but I guess it would sound awkward if that wasn't
1: there right? Again it's all the natural sounds that would normally go on when you enter a car or not the zip of the the seat belt Mm -hmm. you know. All of that nuanced stuff.
0: And I guess dep- what they're wearing would have a little bit of an effect on that as yes, well, right?
1: Yes, we've had a lot of requests for like certain leather. Okay. a uh, matter of fact, um, in uh, a show, well, there was uh, some leather stuff in Princess Bride, the gloves. Oh, yeah. Big deal. I mean, when they're grabbing on a sword and you'd see that st- see them grabbing the tension, we would give a crunch. Wow, okay. To create some tension or some drama to it. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, that's you know,
0: way more than... I mean, like, I, like we said a couple times already, it's just you don't realize that until mm-hmm. I guess it's all not there anymore. Like I guess if you heard well, a movie could, with just dialogue, it'd be weird. It
1: would be weird. Uh, matter of fact, if you look at black black and white shows from the early days, from the 20s, mm-hmm. when they first started using dialogue, the dialogue had this hiss behind it, mm-hmm. and then they'd cut right after the dialogue, and it'd be totally silent. Oh, right? okay. So there was this... Uh, effects guy who used to work live stage Mm -hmm. and he would create the sounds of doorknobs and feet, Uh doorbells and stuff like that. His name was Jack Foley. Okay. And when Talkies came out he realized it doesn't sound real. Mm -hmm. This is is too sterile. So he started the process of walking the footsteps, Uh finding shoes that fit the characters doing a cloth pass just to give it some life, fill right, it up. Right,
0: right. That's, yeah, that's, so I guess that's probably where the name, you said. That's where the that's name, the name comes from. Okay, with, yes. that makes perfect sense. So uh, people listening to this probably are going, well, this is all cool and what's that to do with cars? Well, really mm-hmm. the reason you're here isn't, isn't so much that, I mean, that's all super cool and I love talking about what you do and we'll talk more about it, but you're a car guy too. I'm a car guy. You've had a couple of cars that just so happen to be two of my cars that, two the cars that I'd love to have, one of which I saw you driving uh, out of Calisbury, which is how I know you. I race carts with you. Um, so tell us what you have now, what you've had in the past. I mean, just give us the whole rundown on, on you as a car guy.
1: Well, what I've got now is a, a 1986 911 Carrera. Ooh. I've done some slight modifications just to make it a little bit handle better. Mm-hmm. You know, cross drill brakes, a 930 front end, you know, the rack. Oh, okay. Uh, Sport suspension, Bilstein and Bogues uh, for the suspension. It's got a whale tail on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it runs pretty good. I've been autocrossing it a little bit. It's, oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, that's not it. too much. I want to keep the integrity good, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> we um, <laughs> you know. don't want to beat it up too much. Exactly. exactly. We were talking uh, with uh, the last guest that was on uh, Whiskey Babble, actually, about who's he's a Porsche guy. So that's okay. the other podcast that that Matt works on. Uh, with Jake over there, um, and he's he was a big Porsche guy, and he he has a nine nine six right now, and he's talking about how he wants an air cooled Porsche so badly, and for, for all the reasons. Well, fair, cooled. <laughs> fair, fair point. Um, so he was talking about that, and he and he knows for all the reasons you'd expect. It's the rawness, it's the it's the yes. feel of it, and and I've not had the opportunity to drive an oil cooled nine eleven, but um, <laughs> I had a nine fourteen, which is. Not the same, but... They're
1: still badass
0: cars. It's so much fun. It, and I can relate to the feeling of the car being like in the ground, right? It's mm-hmm. not floating on top of it like a new car is, which is great for what it does. Right. But the old just rawness of those European cars, and specifically the Porsches, just mm-hmm. you can feel everything in the road. I, I always say that if you hit a snail, you'd feel it. And it's not right. an exaggeration. You and it would. really
1: connects the driver.
0: Yeah. It yeah. really
1: connects the driver to what's going on.
0: Yeah. You now, know. Was that your kind of connection to karting? Is that what you got you into it? Is it kind of gave you that similar sensation or was it a coincidence basically
1: what got me into karting was uh i was hanging out at mb2 yeah which is an indoor electric track track, over in thousand oaks Mm -hmm. and uh i've always wanted to race but Mm -hmm. i never had the funds to do it but i've always been involved in racing situations uh but like i said i went to mb2 and i was starting to do really well yeah for indoor karting you know and i'm getting up on the top of the list and just having a lot of fun i'm thinking I want to try this. Mm-hmm. Well, I met this uh, guy, Jason Slinger, okay. who had a Burrell shifter cart, and he says, you got to come out with this. <laughs> First mistake, I got, in, I got hooked. I bought a shifter cart, and I just went, oh my god, what am I doing? <laughs> so you drove it
0: once, and then you bought one? Uh, I fair?
1: drove it well, two times, Twice. we went to Willow Springs, and uh-huh. then we went to uh, Button Willow. Yeah, Had a ball, you sure? almost killed myself. Of course. <laughs>
0: uh, Every corner, yeah. oh, I mean, a shifter it's, cart. It's, shifter well, cart so. This was
1: on the straight. I'm going down the straight about 90 miles an hour. Never realized how well the brakes work. Oh, okay. And I (laughs) hit the binders, and I'm coming out of the seat. Steering wheel's in my chest, and my butt's off the seat. And I'm like, oh, no! (laughs) You know, know, downshifting, turning, braking all at once. Out of the seat was just like, I'm going to (laughs) die.
0: You know, it's so funny that you mentioned the shifter carts. um, I I used to work at the track out Mm -hmm. at CowSpeed and I'd get phone calls a lot from people that wanted to rent carts from us. Um, and you know the sport carts is what we always get them to. The sport carts are what we race out there. They're the, right. they're the kind of the entry level. It's kind of indoor esque, and inevitably they would go. I don't want that. I want something faster. I'd go come drive these first, and if you can <laughs> do something decent, then you know maybe we can put you something faster. And they'd always go. Well, I want the shifter carts. And go, have you driven out? Have you driven an outdoor cart before? No. Trust me. Come do the sport cart, right. and I promise you it'll be different. And they would argue you till they're blue in the face. You know, as if I'm like looking down on them and I'm telling them, no, it's nothing against you a shifter cart and I tell people this all the time and they don't believe me. I, I feel like you can't really explain it. It is the fastest thing you'll ever drive in your life unless you are Fernando Alonso or Sebastian Vettel because right. On. This braking like you said is unbelievable in those carts. They have yes. front brakes whereas a regular most carts only have rear. Mm-hmm. You have the downshift of the trans if you're good enough to be able to use that. And I mean they're they're 55 horsepower in a cart that without the driver weighs 180 pounds. Exactly. Oh you know, it's, exactly. it's absolutely in, it's plus, insanity. Plus the G force is
1: going into two. Oh yeah. I mean three t- three and a half Gs on max max Gs is just like
0: it kicks your butt. Yeah, and think about it, the seat only goes up to your ribcage. Right. You don't have a full containment seat like nope. you got in a race car. It's here and you have to your core is holding you up. Exactly. It's so challenging. I I yeah. implore anybody who's watching this, you know, if you're watching this, you're a car guy a little bit. Get into a go kart or, or gal. or gal. yeah, of course, or gal. Or, You know, car guy is not gender specific. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get into get into a sport cart to start out with, and keep working your way up the ladder. Even if you're not racing, just try them out. Just just get comfortable, move up. Get comfortable, move up. Try these things because it's just you'll become a better driver on the exactly. street. Exactly, you'll just be, you'll have a more appreciation for what these people on TV actually do mm-hmm. you know and, and it's uh, a
1: great it's a great uh, exercise for situational awareness and just about oh yeah everything behind
0: the wheel absolutely it really makes a difference yeah there was um, uh, Ian who races with us out mm-hmm. there I want to get last names out here but he um, he drives a Miata and he was saying that somebody just started driving across his lane and Miata is not a big vehicle and he credited to his karting experience that he was able to react fast enough because there was right. no shoulder there it was it was right here off the 91 where there's no shoulder That's just okay, concrete yeah. wall so an SUV comes across sorry his miata and it's wall SUV or and he the you don't have time grass. to think about it <laughs> right. so he just he got he you know got on the brakes moved over as much as he could uh and and he credited that to karting. and mm-hmm. it's the truth so
1: that's programming of the subconscious basically Oh yeah, that's what racing's about.
0: And yeah. that's—I um, you know. don't know if you've met Craig Stanton or not, but Craig uh, is a guy that races at Cal Speed a lot, and he is a former Grand Am champion in the, in the Daytona Prototypes, or excuse me, the GT. I gotta thing. talk to this guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's out there pretty much. He's out there a lot. He's been on a couple Super Series podiums back in the early days. But he okay. was—I think he was champion of the GT class back in like ninety-nine, two thousand, early days of it. Oh, wow. He's done some Daytona Prototype stuff. Craig's done it all. Um, but he—I learned a lot from Craig. So I used to do some coaching with. Craig, meaning we'd be the instructors and we'd coach other people, and mm-hmm. kind of at different points. Where I'm the karting specific instructor, he's the racing and mental instructor, and I learned a lot from him of how to get in your subconscious, like you like you mentioned there, of not having to think about your moves. It's right. about making them and being able to make your brain focus clear only on going forward. The driving should happen on its own. The racecraft should happen on its own. Um, you need to save your brain for things that are happening at that exact moment, yeah. and. I, I mean, he made me a tremendously better driver. And what you just said there is basically the same thing he always says. And it's so funny that you guys both said the same thing, even though, you know, he's here. He's, yeah, he's the experienced <laughs> driver. And you're, you're the new dude to it, you know. And you've only <laughs> been doing this for a couple of years now.
1: Well, right? actual racing, yeah. Structured racing, yeah. yeah. I mean, throughout my life, I've dabbled. Yeah. I mean, back in the early days, in the 70s, I'd get out of school and steal my friend's TR4. <laughs> and we'd go, go. go to Bridgehampton and just race against whoever was there. No and that's back in the day of crash boxes, you know, right. double clutching for first gear right. and a whole bit. I mean, it was it was quite fun. Yeah, where but did you grow up? You we were in New York? Okay. Long Island basically. I mean, I grew up, I was born upstate, raised in Brooklyn for a while. Okay. Went to Long Island, and that's when I realized, oh, there's race tracks out here. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, we'll awesome. let's check
0: this out. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. And, yeah. And what's so cool is um, now this is in the, in the Cal Speed Super Series, which is kind of what we what you race in. Mm-hmm. This is your what your second year in that second year. Yeah. Now you're obviously a little bit more advanced age than a lot of the other rookies. A little. But you're you're hanging with those guys now. Is yes, there's those prodigies who come up and and they're instantly a main drivers. Right. Right. But what's so cool is you basically got started at the same time that my wife, Kaylee got started back into this and she had some indoor and stuff mm-hmm. and you guys have kind of mirrored each other and you and I've and, noticed that and, and Dwayne Lawson as well. Like the three yeah. of you I've noticed are always right there mm-hmm. and you and Dwayne are very similar in your backgrounds where he's a lifelong racing fan and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's so cool to me that you guys are all, you started out in the D main, you know. Yeah. You're, you're learning. You're all over the place, bad, and <laughs> right. you know, and then you start <laughs> to look like you know what you're doing, and you know. I think you got a D main win at some point, didn't you? I feel like I've handed no, you a trophy. No, I've at come some point. in second
1: a couple of times. Okay. Actually, I did have one. I think I had a D main win. Yeah, once. I think I
0: handed you a trophy
1: at some point. I don't remember. No, no I don't have any hardware. I don't think I got a hardware okay. for that. Well, so, anyway, whatever. <laughs> no, but
0: um, but it's like you know, she got a D main win and Dwayne got a C main win. And, and you guys are now all B main drivers now, which the, the B main's the top half of the field. Like that's, it's hard to make a B main. Yes, it is. And, uh, but it's, I mean, how did you find the structure racing at Cal speed? Like who turned you on? Was it a friend that showed you or just, you stumbled on it?
1: Well, I mean, basically it was like going through the shifter thing. Yeah. You know, I got into the shifter, ra- You know, tried to race it, got very intimidated. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it was way over my head. Yeah. for My ability. Um, and then some, Then I came to Cal Speed as we were re, um, testing and stuff like that and I noticed that you guys had this great racing series and I watched a couple of super series and I went this looks like a lot of fun the structure <laughs> is stringent but it's a great learning vehicle. Sure. How yeah. to do it correctly right. not just go out there and bang we're not doing NASCAR. Right. <laughs> you know and I mean that's basically how I was introduced to it and uh, you know Talking to you and Mike Smith and a couple of people, I just realized, you know, how serious you guys were after it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I got yelled at a couple of times by KC. And then he finally <laughs> told me, he goes, dude, I'm passionate. And he goes, and if I see somebody that I think has got potential, I'm going to open up on you. And it's like,
0: yeah, you know, that's the truth. OK, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, OK. If the guy's working the track, just tell you, yeah, good job. And, and pat you on the back. And that's it. That's all you ever hear from him. Means they don't really care that much. That's what I've noticed. And they think that yeah, maybe he's a cool guy. You know, they're encouraging you for a reason. But if they like you just said, if they see something in you, Mm -hmm. they're going to tell you, hey, you know, Joe, you 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 screwed up. You can do better than that. Like go get it. And that's the right. (laughs) That's the struggle that I have. uh, (laughs) That's the struggle I have with coaching my wife is. She doesn't want to hear that from me. You know, yeah. I'm not yeah, her she's driving the, coach. Last, the last person you she wants to hear. Right. And I've learned this the hard way from her and from uh, from Ashley, her best friend who also races out mm-hmm. there, who's supremely fast. And yes, qualified Third last month, which was really wild. Um, and I learned from them the hard way. And they said, you're not my coach. You're my friend and or my husband. I, I don't want to hear from you how I can go faster. I went, oh, All right. <laughs> and it's like well, I only doing the right thing. All right, I'm trying to make them go faster, and I get it though. I, as, yeah. I it was a. They made me think about it in a way that I never thought of before. Whereas, mm-hmm. like you know, a guy like you, you're gonna you're gonna embrace like, yeah, tell me this, and they're gonna embrace that from somebody else, right? Just right. not me. You know yes. what I mean? So yes. I, that's why I like working. You know, I haven't, I don't think me and you have worked together that much yet, but in the clinics mm-hmm. a little bit here and there. But I've worked with Dwayne a lot, who yeah. we mentioned earlier, and that that's so much fun for me that's the one thing not the one thing but probably the biggest thing i'll miss about working at the racetrack mm-hmm. is being able to really coach these guys and help move them forward and and it's a lot of fun and uh, i know that you're working with uh with the calvins now a little bit right yes been working with miles and logan um which miles and logan if, if they don't know logan just got back from uh racing from at the world italy, championships yeah. in italy he's um if there's if there's a dude in the united states that's sport karting like he's he represents it. It's him and John Cabral. He,
1: he pulled a 10th overall. A 10th in
0: the world, yeah. Wow. With like six, six wins that's or something. Impressive. Yeah, yeah, really, really great job from Logan over there. And he's he's only like 21 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's a young one. And uh, he's been doing this for like 10 years now. He was racing back at Dromo 1 back in the day. Well, see, that's
1: the other interesting thing. Me just doing this for the last two years. I mean, I'm racing against all these guys that have been doing it since they're 7 years old. Yeah, right. legitimately. I'm you 27 know.
0: years old and I have 18 years of experience. Yeah, and I'm going...
1: Okay, I shouldn't even be getting close to you guys right. in some sense. Yeah. But the, what's very cool about the whole situation is Miles, Logan, John Cambril, even yeah. you know, um, Aaron Downs. Yeah. You know, credible drivers. But they all want to give out information. They want everybody to get better. Right. And we see it happening, to where the competition gets better and better and better, and everybody's just builds a lot of respect for each other. and I, mm-hmm. That's what I really enjoy about this series. I mean, it's yeah. respect. Yeah, you've got your people who, you know, I'm not talking to you.
0: I'm gonna be a better driver <laughs> right. than you. I mean,
1: that's in everything. right? But the majority of the people there are just right. so supportive mm-hmm. and just willing to give information to make it that much better, that much more enjoyable, yep. and the skill level
0: increases oh, yeah.
1: exponentially because of that.
0: Yeah, and, we're, and where I'm going with this is is it goes to show you, like, if you're like I said, if you're a car fan or a racing fan or anything, mm-hmm. it's not too late to go have fun. I mean, once you get it past right. about 25, it's probably, excuse me, too late to make a career out of being a right, driver. And right. we've all made that uh, realization in our lives already. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not too late to go and have some fun. And um, it's really about just, you know, um, Magnus Walker, the Porsche builder, he's got this thing, get out there, get out and drive. Yeah. And it's the truth. Go out and race. Go, That's right. go to K1. Go to MB2 go to pole position, whatever, go to cow Speed, go race. You know, even if you're not super in the cars, you're not super in racing, go have some fun. Go try it out. You're going to become a better driver. You're going to, I promise you'll have fun. You know, at the, at the end of the day, you're going to have fun. If you like it, go racing. You uh-huh. were just talking about how everybody will help you. And no matter what walk of life you come from, whether you're, you eat, sleep and breathe racing, where you work in the industry like that, like I do, mm-hmm. or whether you're a guy that, that hits things on each other to m- make his money. And record it with a microphone or whether you're like Matt and you go and you work on hard drives at a at, uh, we won't say where we work but <laughs> <you> <laughs> make hard drives here. Um, you, anybody can go out and do it and Matt and I used to race indoor a lot together and there was a point where Matt was as good as I was at Dromo yep shortly lived um, then I stopped and <laughs> <laughs> and I, I continued at it um, and it just takes time it takes practice right. and it's it's so much fun but let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit uh, let's grab some gears as we like to say on the show sure. you ready for a little bit of trivia We'll give it a shot. All right. So here's how this works. Um, this is our Pop Quiz Trivia, zero to sixty challenge. Pop Quiz Trivia brings this to you. They are a trivia company here in Southern California that goes to restaurants throughout the week, and they put on trivia games. You win free beers. You win beer glasses. That's where I got this from. Um, they'll give you free food. Sometimes gift cards. It's just fun. It's a lot of fun. Doug over there puts on a great a great show over there with Pop Quiz Trivia. So if you're in Southern California, check out their website ocpopquiz.com, and uh, you'll be able to have some fun. With those guys check it out i highly recommend it they're a good partner of the show we'll have doug back on here on uh, in, the, in the next couple weeks so the way this works is uh you get 60 seconds on the board i'm going to ask you 10 questions You can skip, but we don't come back to them once we skip. So just try to get as many as you can. Throw out an answer to them, um, basically, is what you're going to want to do here. High score is a 4. We have basically (laughs) 0 through 4 all the way. Um, We're going to be doing these for several years, so I didn't want somebody to get a 10 right off the bat here. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that I'm noticing already, though, is I'm running out of questions. Especially, (laughs) like, beer trivia is hard. Like, trivia about beer. I'm going to end up having to recycle some here soon. But these are all 10 new ones. Um, I try to cater them towards the individual person, even if it's very vague you know some of these you'll vaguely be like what does that do with me but you know you'll you'll see the connection so um are you ready to do this sure all right so we got uh we got 60 seconds on the board here and uh i'll read the question and get the the timer started so here we go pop quiz trivia zero to 60 challenge in what year did the porsche 911 make its debut 1964 close what is the most popular beer in germany have no clue. Okay. <laughs> the original Pantera had a 351 Ford engine making how much horsepower? Uh, around
1: 320 horsepower. So close.
0: I don't, I don't know if we'll count that. We'll get back to it. The original Back to the Future had a domestic box office gross of how much money? The first film?
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think it was in the neighborhood of what? 10 million? 8 million? No. More than that. Okay. Um, how,
0: many cre- how many credits do you have on an IMDb? How many films do they have you credited in? Or just projects? Listed over 94. It is over 94. <laughs> uh, in what year did Porsche first win at Le Mans? Ooh. 10 seconds.
1: I want to say 58,
0: 59. No. Which actor starred in, in the movie Lamar? Uh,
1: Steve McQueen?
0: <laughs> true <laughs> or false, Steve McQueen served as a pallbearer at Bruce Lee's funeral. This one will count. Answer it. Uh, I believe it's true. Yes. Okay, so that was two, right? Um, well, we gotta, two and a half. We got to revisit some of these. I, I, I'm I, giving him I'm giving him one. I forget which question it was, but I gave it to Well, him. let's go back through. So in what year did Porsche make the 911 make us debut? 63. 63?
1: Yeah. Oh. oh, but it wasn't into the market until 64. Okay. Uh-oh.
0: Okay. Is a model? All right. Alright, maybe. I think. I well, let's think go back and was double the first one
1: sold in the United States was around sixty three. It was a
0: model year sixty three, but it may have come a little bit later. Take a look into that one. Okay. The most popular beer in Germany, I don't I've never heard of this, Krombacher Pills. Oh uh, no. <laughs> no <Nope. laughs> wouldn't know. <laughs> the original Pantera had a three fifty one Ford engine making how much horsepower? Three hundred and thirty. So very close.
1: I guess that's controversial.
0: Yeah, that's what it, they rated it at, but yeah. who knows what it actually said on the paper, right? <laughs> <laughs> the original back to the feature had a domestic box office gross of how much it was two hundred and ten million dollars Yeah, okay, that did good right on how right many credits on. do you have on IMDB? Yes, it's more than 94. They have you at 115 Wow, maybe they caught some of the ones that, uh,
1: that I thought we were missing. Yeah
0: <laughs> That if was the one that I gave him the half point on because <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he knows. <laughs> there it's might like be enough career. <laughs> There might be enough here to, uh, to give a half point. Well, let's keep going here. Um, Porsche didn't win at Le Mans until 1970 for the first time oh. in the 917. That's you right,
1: were, 917K, was yes, it?
0: Yes, that's right.
1: That's so, the one that beat my uh, UOP shadow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you know, they raced at Le Mans for years before then. They were the winningest make at Le Mans. Right. But yet they didn't win their first one until 70, which shocked wow. me. They just struggled forever and ever and finally got it. Um, Steve McQueen, that was softball, mm-hmm. starting He did. He was a pallbearer at Bruce Lee's funeral, which I didn't know. The next question was, this one won't count, but you can answer it if you want. Kart racing has existed in America since what decade? The 40s. 50s. So cool. Maybe, it was probably, this is the first, I guess I could have worded that better. The first year it was officially sanctioned was the 50s.
1: Oh, okay. Because yeah. I thought Adams had been around since like they, 48 or
0: something. They may like have that. been. They was unofficial crab or something but that one doesn't matter either way <laughs> and then the last one kind of a fun one um, i want to see if you can get this name three of the top five winningest drivers in cal speed super Series history give me three of the top five most a main wins
1: i would say logan calvin that's one is one john cambrell that's two mm. if you get this we'll give
0: you the half point sergio yes there you go. So I've that's been three. Paying attention. Three. <laughs> so it's uh, just, we're gonna give you two and a half. Is what we're gonna do mm, on this one. Two and all a half. Right. <laughs> right. All right. So um, I'm gonna. So what that one was is that was um, Lo- John Cabrera is the leader with nine. Mm-hmm. Logan so. Calvin has eight. So it's, now we got a battle for that top spot. Right. And then it's Sergio Bravo and myself at six, and nice. Darren Mercer at five. So Very it's cool. pretty pretty tied. i was tied for the most at just the beginning of last year and now all of a sudden i'm tied for third this is crap
1: <laughs> oh it's time you better get back at it buddy uh, man i don't miss the super <laughs> series sometimes
0: let me put this up on the board here entertain the kids oh wow so joe 2.5 five. 2.5 so you you're right in third. the middle of the pack there you're on the not a total loser yeah exactly. you're, hey <laughs> you're still on the, you're still on the podium <laughs> <laughs> you're on the podium Yay! <laughs> So that's a fun one there. Um, that was fun. So. And this is good beer. Is it? You liking it? It's not too bad. <laughs> this is this is a good one. I, I like this one a lot. So this beer is one that we've revisited. We just used it a couple weeks ago. It was so good that we decided to just have it again here. This is the Bootlegger's uh, Old World Hef. Um. Like I said, we had it on a couple weeks ago, but it's probably my favorite half right now. It's Mm -hmm. really just nice and sweet, but it's not sugary sweet. It doesn't have a really long lingering aftertaste. Yeah, Yeah. it's real refreshing too. It is, and if anybody, especially with it being a zillion degrees, yeah, I don't know if you guys can tell on the camera, but it's hot in here. Yeah, and I mean, I can see you sweating a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) for those that listen on iTunes, um, this is literally filmed in a garage. Like, if yes, you've never literally. seen the YouTube, literally, this is my garage that does not have any vents in the roof, so the hot air just sits and smoulders in here. Got the garage door partially open. We've gotten ourselves a window-hanging AC. Sitting on the floor. Sitting on the floor, <laughs> filling up my garage with water, which sounds great, actually.
1: And by the way, it's only 102 outside. So. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So this is going to be the, the worst part of the year for this show. Is, once we get to December, we'll be sitting here bundled up. Oh, yeah. It'll be freezing in here. Because we'll be filming we, them at night, and we'll be like, oh, good. Can somebody donate a heater? Right. Episode 34 of Growler Garage. <laughs> this week, we've got Satan trying to warm us up. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so... We mentioned in the trivia that I asked you a question about uh, the Pantera for a reason. That's because you've owned a Pantera, Mm -hmm. which is um, really like it to me. That's I'm I'm a little bit of a Ford guy, so that's it's like Ford. It's GT40, and then Pantera's not real far below it, and it's only below because it didn't win Le Mans. But you know, it's the the history. That's right. But um, tell us tell us a little bit about your Pantera. Well, it
1: started out as a stock 351 Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I bought it. It needed suspension work and stuff like that, which is something I do to all the cars I buy. Okay. So, you know, I did uh, Willwood brakes, uh, Carrera adjustable shocks. Cool. Uh, Rebuilt the motor. Basically, what I did is set the car up to old GT1 specs, Mm -hmm. somewhere around 440 horsepower.
0: Wow! That's not all. <laughs> yeah, around four hundred twenty oh, oh, foot-pounds
1: of torque. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: those are what about a three thousand pound car? or So the car actually was around thirty four hundred pounds when oh, I got it. Are oh, the God. are the Panthers fiberglass body? No, no, all they're all not steel. Okay. Oh wow, okay. all steel.
1: Sort of. You might say they were kind of handmade.
0: Yeah.
1: because uh, you know, the Di Tommaso didn't have the big facilities. Right. And Ford wasn't going to take on the body work. They right. they were just going to supply motors. Right. But uh, other than that, um. I lightened the car up a little bit by Mm -hmm. some of the components I changed out, Uh, put a center force clutch in it. Okay. Uh, What else? I mean, every year, I owned it for 16 years, so every year it was like, you know, okay, I'm budgeting in this. (laughs) So, you know, it was rocker rollers this one time, and then, you know, headers. I mean, by the time I got done with the car, it was a pretty formidable little Yeah, that must have been a pretty beastly car. It was. But the problem with Panteras is is they want to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they're just like a gt40 as far as handling characteristics mm-hmm. they are just wild yeah um just all well, over the place well i mean any mid-engine car right if you don't know the finesse of them you know and you how they feel they'll step out on you and Nine yep. 911's
0: merging. a little bit the same way isn't it
1: 911's a little bit more forgiving because you can actually stay in the throttle with a 911 a little bit more mm-hmm. with the pantera since i believe the center point is Center instead of rear on the car, less forgiving. Yeah. A little less forgiving when it steps out. Now, the
0: 911, the big thing is to not lift in the, on entry to the corner, right?
1: Yeah, and, go, and as you're as transitioning you're going through the through yeah. corner too. It's it's good to just feather just a little bit, but more on the push side and yeah, the okay. off side.
0: Yeah, my dad was uh, a Porsche guy growing up. He worked at Beverly Hills Porsche for a while, and he raced a 914 back when Pomona was a road course still and all that. <sighs> so yeah. you know he was always like yeah you know 911 nothing will go around the track faster than it if you've got a good driver if you've got somebody that knows how to drive it you'll get around it but the problem is is a 240z is way easier to drive so yeah. to the average person a 240z is a faster car mm-hmm. you know of that era so right. um that was something that i've i've like i said i've always wanted a uh, an older i've always the dream would be you know like a 73 911 rs Replicas. I never get a real one. <laughs> you know. Real one, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You'll you'll have that car and that's about it. That yeah. I'll live in it. <laughs> right. You'll live in it. Exactly. It costs more than my house, like guaranteed. Yes, they do. <laughs> a a Boxster is probably realistically my next step. Like because the first generation Boxsters have gotten to be like six grand for a clean one, and they're a fun car.
1: Yes, they are. I've rented one when they first came out before yeah. they even were on the uh, lots. Yeah. And budget had a deal. You know took one to Santa Barbara and ripped up the canyons back there and that car was just so sweet. I did not like the tiptronic that much. Right, yeah. Slushy, the technology wasn't there. Now right. if it had a PDK in it. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> now <if laughs> yeah, that's something I'm waiting Somebody needs to well, do that swap.
1: The, the Boxster S, the newer ones or yep. the Cayman.
0: Yeah, Cayman. If I had the money, that'd be my daily driver. It'd be a Cayman. Oh yeah, I'm not quite there. I'll stick with the Focus ST for now. But That's not you know, a bad little car. I'm ha- I love that car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little a little more affordable to do brakes and clutch and yes. all that on. But um, yeah, Boxster is. I'm, I'm a sucker for mid-engine Porsches. Like a five a 550 Spider replica is another one I really want mm-hmm. really badly. I love to put it right there. Yes. But um, you know, is there? I, would you call yourself a Porsche guy, or are you just a car guy? I'm a car guy. Yeah. I mean,
1: I've owned 928s. Really? I love the 928. Oh, God. Yeah. Just an unbelievable car. Everybody puts it down, but it's just one of those cars. You can take it. I've taken up to Monterey to the um, uh, Tudor races yeah. and stuff like that. You're cruising at 110. You don't even realize well, it. There's
0: such a good Grand Tour.
1: You know? It is. And after, anything after 4,000 RPM, this beast just erupts from the engine compartment, <laughs> and the car just rockets away. And believe it or not they actually can handle better than a 911. I believe it. Wow. It's a heavy car. That's the problem with it, front engine. But the weight distribution is about 50-50.
0: Yeah, they have the engine way far back. And if I recall, they have a transaxle. Yes, they do. Get that weight farther back. And uh, there's i'm a sucker for a lot of 80s cars oh, i don't like okay. i did, i hate them for a long time but as i've gotten a little bit older i'm like man those are getting cool like the jag um the xjs with the v12 mm-hmm. those are i want that and the 928 are real comparable to me just yes. the freeway flyer like yeah. the the jag is a little neutered from the factory but from what i understand it's real easy to wake those v12s up mm-hmm. and make them just fly and they're i think they're a beautiful car a lot they of people are. don't like the looks but i'm a big fan Well, i like the wings Oh yeah, the, the like the sail panel. Oh, the sail
1: planes in the back. Yeah, just <laughs> it's really so pretty. good. <laughs> and they reminiscent
0: <laughs> of the Pantera. You know what it really in is. A way. <laughs> um, and it's the problem with those cars, and the reason i have never owned one, because they're cheap. You can get those for yeah. nothing. It's just the maintenance on them is such a nightmare, and you can't mm-hmm. get. I mean, you can't get to anything if you no. haven't ready ever get an exhaust leak. It's like pull the engine out. Well, that's one of the yeah, reasons why I had line. to get rid
1: of the 928.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I open the hood, and everything's natural rubber and insulation. Yep. You touch it, it just deteriorates. Right. So I started pricing things out. You know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, wow, I can buy a house for what it's going to cost me just to replace this yeah. these rubber. You get that's the car crazy. for,
0: you, you know, you get a 920 that's decent for like nine grand or something nowadays, but yeah. then it's like nine grand a year to keep it on the road. <laughs> like, I, really need a, I forget if they have a timing chain or a timing belt, but I know that it, it is beastly to get to it.
1: It's a belt. And if uh, as they get to close to 90,000 miles, if one tooth comes off, you're done.
0: Yep. And oh, it, it wow. will
1: destroy the motor.
0: Now, the good news there is that I believe the the V8 that's in the Cayenne is the same basic engine, and I believe the Cayenne engine drops into it. If you want to be real brave, if you want to be brave, <laughs> I don't and think the turbos go. would fit, but yeah. ah, cut some bodywork away, yeah, there you cut, go. Cut, yeah, cut a couple holes, yeah. and a uh, mm-hmm. 550 <laughs> horsepower <laughs> 928. You know, that's a car that's heavier than you would think. Also, you know, that's, that's I think close to four grand. Yeah, that, you know, my, the car, the hot rod I have nowadays is a, is a 75 Chrysler Cordoba, mm-hmm. which would normally I've be seen parked. Pictures right there. of it, yeah. Yes. I'm I've got, I'm in the process of doing the interior right now, so it's not here right now. But that car, everybody thinks it weighs like forty five hundred pounds, on the scales before I did any weight reduction, it was thirty eight. Surprise! Yeah, surprisingly, boat it's, too. Right? And they are big metal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just there was no safety, you know. So there's nothing. What you see is what's there. Wow. You know, there's nothing behind it. So you know, there's some. I'm my goal is to get that car to thirty four hundred pounds, and that's going to take some doing. But I think I can do it. And I figure the three. It has a three sixty V eight in it. It's warmed up. I think it's putting down about 300 horsepower to the wheels, which doesn't sound amazing. That's not
1: bad for that car. It's, for a street car,
0: it'll, if that car gets in the mid-13s in the quarter, once I have posse and good tires, Mm -hmm. and it's weight reduced and all that stuff, I'll be stoked. Well, let me know when you get it done. Yeah.
1: I have a Crown Vic at my disposal. Oh, do you? With a six-speed. What? Tremec six-speed. Wow. It's got a Vortec supercharger in it. What? 361 horsepower to the rear
0: wheels. What year is this Crown Vic? It's a 2004. That is so cool. It's an ex-cop car then and uh, you got this all is it smog or do you kind of <laughs> that is, i didn't know you had it. That i'll is, leave that to the owner to discuss <laughs> that is um that's pretty cool this uh, sounds silly but that is on it like i say a lot of things for like my dream day daily driver and i guess it's because it's true uh-huh. but like honestly like that's up there with the cayman for me oh like, my god that sounds <laughs> awesome it is an
1: awesome car i mean i'm driving it down the street and you know the the, the pop the valve's going off shit people are like <laughs> they're looking at me going what is that and i go it's a cop car.
0: <laughs> There's something about a four-door with a stick shift to me that's it's always. amazing. Oh, I love it. A, a it, wagon with a stick. Like yeah. Anything like that with a stick shift is just, I don't know why. It's the yeah. coolest thing in the world to me.
1: So we've been autocrossing that. Yeah. And then the guy, uh, the same person owns another Crown Vic with 600 and some odd horsepower, over 500 to the rear wheels that he drags.
0: We need and to get this guy on the show.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> this yeah, sounds totally. super
1: cool. And he's got a Marauder that I'm taking to Vegas. Oh, I love the Marauders; models. they're in, so cool.
0: A, like I, a little while. You know, the uh, it's funny because you know the, the muscle cars, you know, they came back in what yeah. was that like 2004 ish, mm-hmm. um, and the GTO yet again was kind of given the credit of bringing it back. And I'm like, no, no, the Marauder, the I think marauder brought it
1: back. Was what, out there before that. Yeah, true. you know, it
0: was they they marked that car as the return of the muscle car. You mm-hmm. know, Mercury didn't. And was it a little underwhelming? Yeah, maybe. But it was still a 300, I think, horsepower car. About 300 had the It had the, qu- it had the yeah. quad cam engine, if I recall, out of mm-hmm. the Mustang Mach 1 or the pre-supercharged Mustang Cobra. Right. Um, all this, kind of the same thing. and It had the torque thrust replica wheels on it, a little lower, dual exhaust. I love those cars. The problem is every, they didn't sell many of them, so they're still expensive. Well,
1: if you're interested in checking these cars out, yeah. uh, check out ADTR.com. adtr.comnet okay. .NET, excuse me. Dot .NET, okay. Yeah, I'll dot check net. that out, because that sounds super cool. Yeah. So is he a guy that builds these? He builds them. He has a, a business that uh, fabricates whatever oh. you need for the superchargers,
0: and he's got to deal with Vortex. So if I ever got a uh, an ex-cop car Crown Vic, I could call this guy oh. up and he could put six-speed in it yeah, for me? Chris Adams. There it is. That's. Chris I mean, Adams. I like to think I can do most things on my own, but a sig- a, a trans swap into a new car, no thanks. Well, that <laughs> this white
1: the white car that we drive was the prototype for the six six speed. That's so cool. And everything else. So now uh, he's sold a few units for this now yeah. uh, from guys in Arizona and stuff like that. Super cool. But it's it's just fun. Now we're going to set it up to take it to Willow Springs on the big course. Oh there you man, go. we want to do road course with it. 2.5, cool. mile, you know, two point two mile. Oh, road I'd love course. to do that.
0: I want. That's um
1: That'd be fun to see the Cordoba. That's out what there I want to do. Chrysler I've got, Ford.
0: That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've got <All-time> a showdown. <laughs>
1: right? A couple <laughs> little things
0: I gotta do first. Um, the suspension's still all stock in it, so yeah. we gotta well, do a little we're dealing a little right bit now. there. Yeah. There's luckily for me, my car is the same as a same era charger underneath. So a seventy three and newer charger. Um, is it the same? So parts exist for the charger, so mm-hmm. control arms are easy. Torsion bars, you know, doesn't have traditional springs, got torsion bars on the front. Uh, gonna do some shocks um, get some bigger breaks on there you know it's easy it just takes money yeah you know <laughs> money and time anything's so, possible with enough money so if you exactly. buy enough of Killion our t-shirts dollars. yep we'll be able to make that Cordova real fast <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll use that as a segue um, yeah. definitely if you are listening to us you, you're checking us out on YouTube or iTunes we want to thank you a lot for that we still got a few more minutes to go on the show so don't go anywhere but Well, you got a minute. If you're on your computer listening to us blab about nothing, head to growlergarage.net. Check out some of the previous episodes when this one's over. If you haven't checked them out yet, check out our merchandise. We got shirts. We got license plate frames. We've got beer glasses with the Growler Garage logo. All kinds of cool stuff on there. So check that out. Joe. I know that you wanted to talk a little bit about your, your current projects and that kind of stuff, right? your current company and, and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, you know, so tell us a little bit about you know, like what your day-to-day is and like what you, what you have coming up in the future. And I mean, just whatever, whatever you want to talk about, this is your time, like you, oh, cool. you give us whatever you want.
1: Well, uh, like I said, I own a company called Sovereign Sound Incorporated. We are fully Stage in Van Nuys and uh, pretty much do uh, episodic television, post-production sound, Foley. And uh, right now we're looking at a uh, pretty good season. We've got a bunch of new shows coming. Uh, show called "Lucifer." OK, which is going to be fun. Uh, Lucifer's decided he's tired of hell. OK? So now he's comes up, come, came up to the mortal world. Really? That sounds interesting. And uh, he's kind of interested in what we're doing, huh? Hmm. And, of course, you know, God keeps sending the archangel down saying, you got to get back home. And he's like, no, 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 I like it here.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a fun show. Yeah, that sounds super cool. I haven't heard of that yet. Yeah, that sounds
1: it's fun. It's going to be really cool. And then uh, we're doing a show called Limitless, okay. which is based on the uh, Cooper show, Cooper movie. Right. I've seen the movie. Cooper. Oh, okay. Yeah, where this man takes the pill. Right, and right. Realizes his full strength and mental capacity. And so that's going to be an, a, a fun show. Mm-hmm. Um we see doing Gotham, which is to me the best show on TV. I love the grit. You know, yeah the darkness of it. Um so yeah, I mean we're working on a lot of great great A drama yeah. and um series television right now. What was the name of your company again? Sovereign Sound Sovereign Incorporated. Sound Incorporated. Cool. Yeah. Out so, in if Van Nuys.
0: Any, so if any uh, T V producers or movie producers out there need some sound, give you a call. Give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got a few minutes to go on this thing, um, so I, I, what I want to talk about a little bit now is kind of what what kind of the car kind of the car hobby you know means to you is, is and what I mean by that is there's people come at it from different angles, right? Some people love working on their cars and turning a wrench and getting dirty. Some people love driving their cars and, and kind of the the working on it is kind of just a secondary something they have to do. Some people like both. Right. Um, would you describe yourself as somebody who's in it for the driving and they maybe wrench on it just so that they can keep driving, or it? it or is it a little bit of both? Do you enjoy wrenching on the cars well, a bit? I love,
1: actually, now that I've got the go-karts going, mm-hmm. I really like the tuning portion. Mm-hmm. I love building the carts. Right now I'm, I'm putting together a 2014 Tony cart, mm-hmm. PRD. I'm uh, swapping that out for my shifter cart. But, I mean, my background really is, I've always had a passion for cars. I mean, I've owned some pretty incredible things, 63 Chevy convertible Impala yeah, with the first his-and-hers
0: shifter. What is you know? it? I haven't heard of that. What is that?
1: Back in 63, there was, a, uh, it was like a ma- uh, manual automatic shift, oh, which was very yeah. rare back then.
0: It's kind of like the VW had the semi-auto or something they called Semi-automatic, it.
1: Semi-automatic, basically. Okay. So, you, I mean, nowadays,
0: we just, you know, it's low drive and, right. you know. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so that was the one where it's like you still shifted it manually, kind of, but there's no clutch, no right? clutch, It exactly. had that torque converter, but it was like, autom- when you touched right. it, it was like super finicky, right?
1: Yeah. It kind of, you know, wobbled around. You okay. Know, it was it was kind of loose, but hey, back for that technology was. Great. Yeah, that's cool in the '60s, you know, man. Yeah, and it was a 327 cubic inch motor. Went all right then. Uh, I had a '65 SS Chevelle that had a 230 in it, and back in those days, we would build the motors in our backyards. Yeah.
0: You know. <laughs> I still and, do. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, we were surprised that they even worked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling so yes. well.
1: Uh, you know, I mean, uh, so all my life it's been wrenching. Detailing, I like detailing. Okay. I had a detail company for a while. Really? Uh, that I worked at a couple of custom motorcycle shops and I would do custom my, uh, motorcycle detailing. So, uh, you know, I'm very anal when it comes to that. Um, and throughout my life, I've always been on the uh, the pit side of the track. Yeah. Uh, I've worked with the UOP uh, Shadow Can Am team back in the 70s when they were doing the, the East Coast. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I was no more than cleaning the cockpit, hey, pushing the thing out, and getting the car ready for the driver. But that's awesome! I got though. my hands on it. There you no, go. That's, that's, so, <laughs> you that's super
0: cool. My my dad worked um, in Can Am as well. Uh, really? Um, yeah, he doesn't remember the team he worked on, or he doesn't remember the name of them. He could tell you everything about the car, but doesn't remember. It was some you know low budget deal. They had a Trans Am team. Um, they ran a Camaro in Trans Am, um, and then they had a Can Am car that he'd work on wow. from time to time. Um, so that's super cool I, yeah. I wonder if you guys what well, you guys had to have been at the track together not pr- we might have obviously. crossed paths <laughs> yeah at some point or another that's super that's it's such yeah. a small world you know like at cal speed i would always run into people that are like oh yeah you know i raced this and that and you know raced porsche owners club and blah blah i'm mm-hmm. like oh yeah you know my dad did all that and sometimes they know my dad sometimes they don't but it's like it's just people that are racing people and your evidence right here it's, you don't go away no You know, maybe it changes your scenery a little bit, but... Well, what's
1: happened to me is now my passion is driving. Yeah. And I always swore that I was going to get into a race car of some kind and see what I could do. Yeah. You know, and here I am, Cal Speed, I'm taking my, setting my goals. Yeah. Going one step at a time, you know, methodically. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, my goal is to take some hardware home and go... (laughs)
0: There you it's go. So I'm a show for it. That's yeah. the truth. And there's always beer at the end of every race. Everybody that's gets right. a little bit of hard work.
1: And, you, and know, you guys serve Corona.
0: That's right. <laughs> they do. Um, you know, and that's um, it's so funny because you know we talk about how you're still relatively new to this, and you're you're making your way forward, and you're getting to the point now where you're you're really getting competitive now. That's when it's getting hard. Yeah, <laughs> the next 60 drivers are hard to pass. Yes. Uh, but it, it's fu- it's so funny because it, it, to somebody who doesn't really know, it, it it almost makes it sound like you're you're just okay, right? Mm-hmm. But anybody who walks in off the street. You're going to lap them in six laps, you know, unless they've got some sort of other experience. And even then you're going to beat them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's like maybe you're a top 40 driver out there. And it makes it sound kind of, OK, whatever, he's top 40 out of 120. Keep in mind. So that's it's right. A lot. But so you're more than 50 percent. Exactly. Yeah. And the people I mean, you, even if you're a badass at indoor karting and you come out there, you're gonna. I mean, somebody like you is going to drive circles around that person. And it's, it's eye-opening. You, you will. <laughs> I mean, sure, if, if that prodigy that comes from shifter carts and jumps right. down to, to cow speed, they're going to do fine. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not that much different in that scheme of things. But it's so difficult to be good at anything <laughs> involving racing. Well, plus uh, you got to be able to put the time in. Yeah.
1: I mean, and that's really the key. And I think I probably would progress bet more or quicker if I could do this every weekend. Sure, of course. But, you know, running a business, family, blah, blah, blah. You know, it gets in the way, so I, I feel fortunate that I've gotten to the, to the place I'm at sure. as quickly. Now that I look at people like Alyssa Yanni, who's only been doing it three years, <laughs> I mean, this girl's wearing everything, but...
0: <laughs> Prodigy. You know, you know? Well, how old is she? 17.
1: 17 years old, and her, she goes out every weekend with her dad, and she's racing every series that's conceivable. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that's, <laughs> you know?
0: that's what's so funny, right, is, is somebody like her is, technically, she got a late start at this, you know? She started really? she like 15, and you're like, oh, you know, it's like, you, it, kids almost have to be getting development contracts at that point already, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I've been down that road and I know what that's like And but they're doing it the right way, they got yes. her out there every weekend and, and it's right. what it takes and it, it's, it and is. this year the proof is starting to show itself, right, mm-hmm. where she wins a race at the Grand National, which is the National Championship she wins, first woman to ever win a heat race youngest heat winner I believe ever my god, I have to double check that, but it's she's right there, you know. I believe so, I
1: was at that race when you announced that
0: too. Yeah, yes. it was I mean, that's yes. seriously impressive, but and then she's very good, but mm-hmm. it shows what you got to do to do it. That's right. And practice. She's out there right now at LAKC, won her heat race earlier today. Well, I and, think um, one of the best you things know.
1: you can do as a racer is drive everything. Yeah. Anything you can put your butt in and get behind the wheel, drive it. And like they say, drive it like you stole it.
0: That's right. You know, I yeah. always say that the the sim racing, and when I was younger, sim racing wasn't what it is now. Right. But it helped me a lot. I sat on the computer. Anytime I was bored, I just sat there and I just played the NASCAR simulator, which was still fairly advanced at the time it wasn't some arcadey stupid mm-hmm. crap game um it was pretty realistic and it, even though it doesn't teach you how to drive a car it teaches you what your hand movements do when you do them and and what right. you're looking for and, and i and mike teaches this at cow speed a lot is your eye position is so important yes. what you're looking at. if you're looking down at your steering wheel or your front fairing it's not good you're yep. going to just drive into whatever's in front of you and you're going to be reacting rather than guiding the car and you got to be looking just straight ahead you know, you're not looking up. You're not looking down. You're looking straight ahead. Exactly. And I guess if there's one tip you can give a carter or any racer at all or anybody driving on the street, stop looking down. That's step well, that's one. That's one thing
1: Mike's told me. One day I was having problems getting through packs. Yeah. And he says you're fixating. Yeah. And at first I'm going, well, yeah, I'm fixating because I don't want to hit the guy in front. Of me. Right. <laughs> and he's like, forget that. Use your peripheral vision for him. Just maintain your line. Look. Through the turns. Yeah, because look for the next apex, but use your peripheral.
0: Right, because that guy's reacting to what somebody in front of him is doing. Right. So if you're reacting to the same thing he's reacting to, you can beat him to the punch. Mm-hmm. So if you're reacting to his reaction, you're always going to stay behind. You're behind him. Yep. Exactly. You're, you're driving behind everything. That's right. Exactly. That makes sense. It does. It it's very, it's, it, you know, I always say there's a reason why stupid people don't win at racing. You know, and, and people like to joke about NASCAR and all that stuff, but you never see an idiot win. No. In any, in any proper no. motorsport. That's right. And you got to be smart. Maybe they don't always come off as the smartest people in the world, but you get to talking to them, mm-hmm. and you're like, that's a clever dude, you know, almost always, and it's, it's the truth. But, uh, you know, and I, I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, you're, that, A, you found Cal Speed, and that, B, you're continuing yes. with it, and that you, you come at it with the right mindset, right, where you're not like, I'm not winning. I need to go race something else. No, that with. was the
1: first year. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and it's, there's, there's so many cool guys like yourself out there, and, and, so, and you know, that's the thing is I like to – Tell people come give it a shot. You know it's it's a lot of fun. But um, you got um, you got what's your next um, what's your next project post nine eleven Has the nine eleven got more you want to do to it or is you pretty much happy with how ha- how it is?
1: I don't know. I I always look for another Pantera. Yeah. Um, that one f- I still think I should buy another Pantera. That one part. burrowed itself in there. A yeah. Little bit. Well, you know, sixteen
0: year relationship,
1: and then you let it go and you're going, I miss uh, it. I shouldn't have gotten rid of it. I can ima- yeah, I've I, not had a
0: car anywhere near that long, but I can imagine based off of some of the thoughts I've had um, about like, the cars after I've gotten rid of them, I've mm-hmm. been like, man... It's like, like giving away your kid, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I, can, I can just imagine, you know, 16 years legitimately it's like, I don't oh, you long have time. a kid. I know. don't know.
1: I mean, I, I, I look at muscle cars. Yeah. They're cool. They're fun. They're nice to work on. It, the party's over in, you know, 10, 12 seconds.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, you know? that's the truth.
1: So if I... Anything else... Honestly, I'd like a Caterham.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. 7
1: <laughs> would be nice, something like that. So, I, you know, it's a race car, but it's open wheel, you know, open cockpit. Something like that would be a lot of fun. I
0: have a, th- I have a thing for open cockpit cars mm-hmm. in general, especially one on the street. And I don't know if you've seen those, uh, the new um, uh, Polaris makes them, the, um, the slingshot a little different. I like them personally for the money. For a twenty thousand dollar brand new car, I'm like, that's cool.
1: I'm not so sure I like the three wheel thing. No,
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. I want to try it. I've never driven a three wheel car, so I don't know what it's like. But although, what is paper. it? The Atom. Aerial Atom? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. An Aerial Atom would be fun. If I had the money for that, like, great. Right? Yeah. How much are, what's insane. the sticker on one of those? I think they started coolest? around 40. I think, well, now yeah. they've got a V8 version. Yeah, they do. That's about eighty. I think a V8's 80. like 85 or 90. Yeah, they're up there. They're getting close but to But I six. mean, that's just stupid power. Yeah, that's like, the point where I could get a Super Performance GT40 for probably the same money. Yeah. I'd probably go that route, even though it's probably not as fast as the Atom. Well, now if you're talking kit cars, yeah, which I to me, have.
1: the best car would be a Super Performance. Daytona Oh, Chevy. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, nobody and nobody does the Daytonas. They all do the, either the Cobra, I'm, which I'm I like. The, I'm the Cobra guy. That's
1: the Cobras are great, but you've got to really be careful. There's so many variations, and if you want something really original-looking, you're yeah. going to have to really take some time and yeah. really investigate that.
0: Yeah, with Cobras, and I've done a little bit of research, it's kind of like if you got the money, you go Superformance, because it's the best it is. for a Cobra. And if you don't have the money, you go Factory 5, because it's pretty good. It's, the Superformance Super right. makes it look like a toy kinda, but the Factory 5 is still a good card it's not exactly mm-hmm. proportionately perfect like the Superformance is, but it's a good I mean, and honestly it's really more, is, is if you're in it for the driving aspect of it, just make right. sure it was built right Exactly. It doesn't really matter how it looks as long as it looks clean and they did a good job. Exactly. But um yeah. but there's a lot of cope when you drive a Cobra, everybody comes out telling you what's everything that's wrong with your Cobra. <laughs> that, that community really loves their Well, they
1: all expect to see the original body style they all right. expect to see you know
0: but nobody has the money for the originals yeah, I've right. only seen one original as far as I can tell in my life and that mm-hmm. was a dude um, our, our car club he used to go to uh, the Newport Beach drivers club and hold our meetings there I don't know how we weaseled our way into that place because <laughs> we are a bunch of hoodlums <laughs> that have no jobs and are just a bunch of jerks and somehow this big beautiful driving club let us use their their workshop and their clubhouse as our meeting area mm-hmm. and the, the owner of it just casually is like asked us about our cars he goes that's cool he's a nice guy he goes, uh, yeah, I just sold my Cobra, and I'm stupid. And I go, oh, yeah, was, what was it, a superformance? Super and, and he looks at me like I'm stupid, and he's like, no, it's Shelby. And I went, <laughs> I went you had a real Cobra? Because he he's like, oh, 427 Cobra. I'm like, you had a real 427 Cobra? And he goes, yeah, number one, it was Carol's. And I'm like, you're oh, what? Wow. I'm like, CSX 1000 or something, something like that. that. Yeah, just, yeah. just Jesus, the original. It was the Cobra. The oh Cobra. Goodness. The Cobra. And he sold it for, I guess this car was all in the news when he sold it. It was a multi million dollar car. And, Absolutely. I you know, Yeah. And I was yeah. like,
1: totally.
0: sorry. Like, you can you can excuse my ignorance for not expecting you to have the Cobra. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: it's written on his head, original Cobra. (laughs) I mean, in hindsight, maybe I should have known as they
0: have the like original, like not like the eighties Testarossa Ferraris, but like the Testarossa Ferraris from like the fifties down Mm -hmm. in their area. And like just prototype Corvettes and just like, I mean, it's stuff that's hidden right here in Orange County. Right. You would never know it's there. And it's, 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 it's these huge, like history cars, like just, you know, it's, it's, it's wild weird. what's out there
1: well i mean you know not too many years ago you had riverside yeah you had great drag strips down yeah. here in orange yeah you, you know the, i L- mean L- L- this was a yeah. big racing mecca yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's, sadly it's gone it's, well by yeah. the wayside now, yeah i mean the hot rod in this this, um, the hot rod community has luckily lived on a bit it's still better here than pretty much anywhere else in the world this is still the only place that you can drive down the road and see some dude in a tea bucket right. just cruising down on a Wednesday afternoon yeah. and then behind him a couple, couple lights later you'll see a Lamborghini you know, you get it all here. And mm-hmm. that's, yes. you know, and it's always... So Cal has got it. The biggest thing whenever I used to travel for my other jobs, um, when you're in like Wisconsin or w- Ohio or whatever, and you don't really notice it at first, but you're like, man, the cars are so boring here. And it's because the cars <laughs> got to get them to work in the snow, you know? Exactly. They yeah. got to have their, you know, their, their Ford. But don't be fooled. Somewhere in a garage. Right. <laughs> that's the crazy part is in the Midwest. Very true. Almost every garage has got some ridiculous like nine second dragster exactly that you're just like what and I'm like oh yeah me and my buddy built this a couple weekends ago I'm like yeah, we were bored so like they don't have anything to yeah. do during the winter they go to work if they can make it and then they sit in the garage and they work on their car mm-hmm. and they, they have this ridiculous stuff and it's just like mm-hmm. okay and it's like super clean And I mean I could never build a car that clean I could probably make a car go that fast if I had the money but I don't yeah. I, like I said anything's possible with enough money that's right, <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> well on that note it's. Uh, I think we'll wrap this one up, but um, I'm but, starting to burn a little bit. Yeah, getting we're getting a little to get crispy on the edges. On we're over here. Have to get over here in front of the AC. <laughs> so, put some ice water on. It. Yeah, I want to thank you for making the long drive down here to visit us. Yeah. Um, I'll, I promise I'll help you out in the Ironman next weekend. This Push is gonna you. air after the Iron Give Man some comes pushes. out. Yeah, I'm gonna start behind you. So um, uh, I, I haven't raced an Ironman all year, so I gotta start towards the back. But uh, oh, well. this this will air after the Iron Man. Well, um, it's
1: inverted, anyways. So yeah, are so well, gonna be up the, fr- up
0: no, the front. No, I gotta start behind everybody who already made a start. Oh. so I'm gonna start about twenty seventh or so. That'll be fun. I'll wait for you. This will air after the Iron Man <laughs> raced. Um, so either congratulations on your win, Joe Or sorry about the crash, Joe Or, uh, whatever. you know, good, good work in the pits Or sorry about that pit penalty <laughs> Just edit this together, depending on how it, how it works out Oh, we, we don't do editing um, Yeah, I'm not going to do, well. do that so, um,
1: <laughs> All of the above, right. whatever happens the, I'm the laziest
0: producer <laughs> We'll say one thing for sure Congratulations on the beer, I enjoyed drinking it with you Actually, it was quite tasty I enjoyed it. <laughs> we'll have another one next weekend at the Ironman I want to thank go. you for joining us um, Joe My pleasure great great talking to you i love talking to you about that i want to thank everybody for listening to us on youtube on itunes on stitcher we're getting a lot of subscribers now we're loving it thank you guys keep hitting share keep hitting subscribe tell your friends if you had fun watching this um, just tell your friends about it's it. all we want from you guys if you want to buy a t-shirt great but i understand if you don't have any money like most of us don't because we, uh, we don't either because we don't either as we say with our second air conditioner running in the garage you know like inside my house is like an igloo and like my uh my like I we inherited a second air conditioner for the garage. It's barely working, um, but you know, thank you everybody for for tuning in. And like I said, hit share for us. Tell your friends if you like this thing. Um, hit that comment section. Tell us what you think and um if you want to be a guest we even have a form on our website that you can fill out and you can request it no guarantees because i don't like most of you uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we love patrick his honesty <laughs> uh, but yeah you know if you mm-hmm. want to come out and try some carding um myself or joe are almost always there we'll both be happy to help you out just sure. say you saw us on Growl our garage and we'll uh, come on down and have some fun that's right joe that's and i right. probably find us pretty close to each other underneath canopy so thank you again guys again guys um for, for viewing this one, I want to thank you again, Joe, for coming out, and My uh, pleasure. we'll My see pleasure. you guys again next week on Growler Garage.